You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are your hosts, Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman. If you are new here, welcome to the show, my friend. We are so stoked you're here and hope you love today's conversation. It is a freaking good one. Now, if you are an oldie but goldie, <laughs> just kind of made that up. I don't know if that's a phrase. But anyways, we freaking love you if you are just a part of our community. Thank you for showing up time after time. You are a gem and we adore you. Now, whatever camp you fall in, you're the newbie or the oldie bagoldie. <laughs> we would love it if you took two minutes today to write us a review. Reviews help us so much, not only in hearing from you, hearing what you're learning, what you're loving, and how this podcast is helping you and your business, but it's also so helpful for us getting this podcast into the hands of other entrepreneurs who can learn and grow with our incredible community here. So reviews seriously mean the world to us. We read every single one and we do not take them lightly. So thank you in advance for writing us a review today. Okay, now today's conversation is going to light a fire under your butt. If you have ever wondered if you should dive into the world of IGTV or Instagram lives or fully harness the power of Instagram stories, today's show is going to give you all of the answers and tools you need. We are talking to the incredible Natasha Samuel all about social media video marketing. Natasha is the host of the Shine Online podcast and the founder of Soul Studio an Instagram creative studio that specializes in storytelling and strategy. She offers small businesses and creative entrepreneurs Instagram content creation, strategy sessions, and educational resources. She helps clients confidently shine on social media using engaging videos and intentional execution. So today we talk with Natasha all about the power of videos in marketing and specifically how to harness IGTVs, stories, and live streams to market, serve, and grow your following. We cover the nitty-gritty of how to go about creating an IGTV, tools and gear that you might need, content ideas you can begin to use right away, tips, tricks, and secrets for getting more engagement and views, building confidence in front of the camera, and more. Seriously, I am freaking ready to create all of the video content after today's conversation, and I know you'll feel the same way. Natasha is a master marketer and she drops so much goodness in today's show. So let's get to the goodness. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. Ah, Natasha, welcome to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are so excited to have you here today. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to chat with you too. Oh my gosh, girl, we are we are pumped. I was just telling you this off air, but I'm excited to dive into just a very niche episode on IGTV and just video in social media and then video on Instagram specifically. I cannot wait. You are a pro. I'm excited. So just to start off, tell us your story and a little bit about yourself for anyone that doesn't know you. 
Yeah. So I love video um, and I'm so excited to chat about it, but I'm the founder of Soul Studio, which is an Instagram creative studio. So I help manage content for some of my clients. Um, And then I also offer educational resources through like speaking courses, shop resources to really help people shine on Instagram, but specifically video, because I know that's where a lot of business owners really struggle. Um, And I actually started Soul Studio when I was still in college. I was 21 and I kind of was having that like crisis that every college student has where you're like, what am I going to do for the rest of my life? And so I really kept thinking back to wanting to help small businesses. I really wanted to be creative, always wanted to be doing new things. And that kind of brought me back to some of the interns that I had had. And I was like, I would love to kind of start my own thing and offer social media management to my own clients. So I started it my last semester in school. And then I've been doing it ever since. And of course, it's evolved a lot. But now I specifically have niched down to Instagram. And I just absolutely love it. That's amazing. So cool. Well, I would love to hear you as we kind of dive into this, this episode and this topic. Can you maybe just give us like a super brief overview of the importance of utilizing video for brands on social media? Because you mentioned that that's important, but a lot of, you know, entrepreneurs struggle with that or small business owners struggle with that. So why is that even important? Why should brands or businesses go towards that or work towards that? Absolutely. And I think like we think of Instagram and we think, okay, like we maybe need to be on stories. We definitely have to be, have a beautiful feed, but I think video adds a completely different element to your strategy. And I think the first thing is personal connection. When you can hear someone talking, you can see their emotions, you can see inflections, you build a bigger connection with their brand essentially. So I feel like it kind of warms up your leads a lot more. So they're more likely to buy from you, to book from you, all of those different things. And one of the biggest things is positioning yourself as an expert, because that's all of our goals is to be an expert at whatever our specific brand really does and does well. And I've really accidentally dived into the world of speaking. And I did not have a speaker reel until literally a few months ago. My speaker reel quite literally was my IGTV videos and my Instagram stories highlights. And if you think of any of the educators that people have bought from, whether it's courses or masterminds, anything like that, probably they've heard their voice. They've seen them on video. They just just haven't read an Instagram caption and that's not going to instantly convert them. So I feel like those are the top two things that I can really think of. But also just when it comes specifically to Instagram is Instagram has so many different parts to the platform. It's not just feed posts anymore. There's stories, there's lives, there's Mm -hmm. IGTV. And in my experience, when you use all of them holistically and strategically together, that's really when you're going to see the best results. You're not going to see those plateaus in growth. You're not going to be wondering why people aren't engaging with your content because you're really using every single part of Instagram, which is what they want. Oh, yes. I I could talk. I'm like so nerdy about this entire conversation already. I love what you said (laughs) that it builds connection. Because I think, I mean, we are obviously big believers of showing up, showing your face. Mm -hmm. And while photo is absolutely important, you need to even show what you look like. You need to show up visually in that way. I've noticed 
a huge influx of the importance of video, whether it's like promo videos, whether it's talking to your Mm -hmm. camera. And even when I say promo videos, like I think people think often, oh, like a big production, you have to spend so much money, like video automatically means high dollar, Mm -hmm. like fancy equipment. And it doesn't at all. It's literally your iPhone talking, like it's just getting comfortable talking to the camera. And I think that builds relatability. Like you said, I can actually remember back when I had first started my business and I, I think I bought an online course and that was the very first time I heard that like educator's voice because I, I think it was like before IGTV or I, it, Instagram stories even existed. Yeah, it definitely was. So all you saw was the feed photos. Um, and I remember buying her course and hearing her voice and that instantly made me love her and trust her more because I could hear what she sounded like. And I was like, Oh, cool. That's awesome. And now I feel like that's just interweaved itself so authentically into stories and IGTV because people feel like they're like, they feel like you're talking literally to them, which I think is the goal. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It just really builds trust. And I feel like that's something that we hear a lot when it comes to sales and building your brand. But if people feel like they know you and they get to know your personality and all of those little quirks about you, then they're a lot more likely to trust you with the investments that they're going to make in their business. Mm -hmm. Uh, So true. Okay. My next question, what are ways you can actually utilize video then to produce growth on your account? Absolutely. I think the biggest thing is behind the scenes, which I feel like we all love to create and consume. But behind the scenes are actually very strategic because it's showing people inside the back end of your business. This is where stories are really huge. So you're literally showing people the tools you're using, your process, all the work that goes into the quality that you're going to produce if they're a client or a customer of yours. So I think behind the scenes are a really great way. And if people are thinking, oh my gosh, I'm so boring, that's what people want to see. People love boring. That's relatable. (laughs) And that is really what's the most authentic, essentially. Um, And I think, especially on IGTV, what I found works really well is value-packed videos, like tutorials, trainings, quick tips, things that people can watch, they can save, and then they can literally implement directly into their business. And when it comes to live streams, live streams are like a secret growth hack that I feel like no one really knows about. Because especially if, let's say you're wanting to do your first live stream and you're like, oh my gosh, this is absolutely the scariest thing I've ever done. (laughs) If you do it with someone else, they request to join you. You're having a conversation. So automatically, you know, it's going to flow better. You're going to feel more comfortable. But the key is that they're going to notify both audiences. That's Mm -hmm. the great thing about lives is it literally sends people a direct notification. So not only are they notifying your followers, they're also not notifying their followers. So I always find after I do a live with someone else, I literally get like a few hundred followers because it's a great way to introduce yourself to similar audiences. So those are like the three ways that I found that using video with all the different parts really helps you grow your brand. Wow. I I just realized you're so right because I realized even though my notifications are turned off for the most part for everything on Instagram because I don't want to be bombarded Mm -hmm. with notifications (laughs) 24-7, I I always get like a pop-up whenever a follower of mine is, or not a follower of mine, uh, for someone I follow is doing a live, even if it's with somebody I don't know. So that's just blew my Mm -hmm. mind. You're so right. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's also something I like I hadn't honestly genuinely thought of of that the fact that it notified other people's followers. Um but Lindsay and mm-hmm. I've done that a couple of times where we've done lives and we've invited people on. It's like a Q&A where they can come on and ask their question and I know mm-hmm. the importance of of 
that from, in my perspective, not even just like the, the marketing opportunity of notifying their entire audience, but also that, that face-to-face connection. Like it's literally like you're FaceTiming, um, that follower, that, that potential customer, that whatever, that person. Um, and I love that personal aspect, but now I'm thinking through it and I'm like, dang, that's brilliant on all respects because you're building that connection. You're showing up, you're serving and you're getting free marketing by notifying anyone that you go live with like, and, and accept onto your live. So mind blown, I will now begin to see how I can implement that in my business. Yes, I love that. And I think when it comes to live streams is that that's the best part about them. It is like the most intimate way to have conversations with your audience, whether they're commenting live while you're talking, whether they're submitting questions in the question sticker, because you can pull those up and do Q and A's on the live stream. But also, like you mentioned, like not only having a guest, but literally having your followers come on live. I know one thing that is really fun that I've done a few times is had like literally parties on the live streams like we did one for Christmas where we all wore like ugly Christmas sweaters and had our like warm cozy beverages and we were literally just hanging out on live streams just like chatting and everything like that so I feel like you really can get creative with how you can use lives to connect even deeper with your audience because I think people think lives and they're like oh my gosh I can't edit them they have to be perfect but I think that's the beauty of them oh I love that my brain is now going into overdrive thinking of any and all ways we can begin to implement this into our businesses. I know. I'm like, I'm like oh, I want to go live today after this podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I for love podcasters, it. podcasters, it can be huge too, because one thing that I'm kind of starting to implement for my podcast is actually having guests on a live stream the day and the week of their episodes airing. So you can kind of have like follow-up questions and like dive deeper into their topic. So it's kind of like having a live studio audience. It's like a part, a part of the podcast but also not a part of it. So Ooh. there's like so many ways you can use it. Like I'm a lives junkie right now. Oh, I'm okay. loving this. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to just ask you live on air. If you want to do that on the day that your episode goes live. I would love to. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just put you on the spot. Let's this do work. <laughs> Oh, I love it. It's such a fun way to interact because you always get so many questions. And like people are like, I love this. Like, I want to know more about this. So it's like a great way to kind of follow up. I love that. And it generates buzz for the episode too. Yeah. And I mean, I'm even thinking about podcasts that I've listened to where I loved a guest or something and had a bunch of questions, but if they're Mm. they went live, you know, the day after or whatever however long before after their episode aired for me to be able to join and ask questions and really like connect and see Mm -hmm. the faces of the person that I just listened to for an hour or however long. Dang. Okay. Um, I'm like taking notes over here. Um, (laughs) so (laughs) Natasha, I, I would love to talk because we've been talking about both lives and IGTV, but I would love to just hear you maybe break down a little bit about, do you feel there are specific times or situations when you should use IGTV compared to, you know, using your story or posting a video just in like a, a, your grid or doing a live stream? Like there are so many ways to implement video on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Do you kind of have like a, a roadmap or a guideline of when you should use IGTV or one of the other options? 
Absolutely. And I think the beauty of all these types of video is that you can repurpose to a lot of ways, which is something I love doing. You're going to make a lot of great video video content. You might as well use it in different places. Um, So IGTV, my first instinct is always make it a long form. Um, So I like to actually stay under five minutes. Like you have, you can post longer than that, but I feel like that's kind of a sweet spot because people on Instagram don't have a huge attention span. It's Um, it's not like they're on YouTube where they're like, well, yeah, it's like they're, we're not tuning in. <laughs> but for five minutes, that's like the sweet spot I've found. And so one thing that you can actually do is like if you have a long series of stories, um, you could always save and repurpose that and then put that on IGTV. So that can also be kind of a way you're repurposing, a little repurposing tip there. But definitely with IGTV, you want to be a little bit more long form. Um, and with live streams, kind of like we already touched on, is that's where you want to put your more interactive type of content. So with live streams. I love to do Q and A's. I love to have guests or my followers on. Um, and I also love to do trainings. That's something that I really love to do because it's a great way to teach something and then get immediate engagement and questions to follow up on what you're teaching. Cause you'll post a video on IGTV, but maybe you have questions following up afterwards. So it's great that you can kind of address those on the live stream. And with stories, they're the type of thing that you want to be doing daily and as often as possible. Because with the stories algorithm, the more often you're posting throughout the day on stories, your little stories bubble is going to go closer and closer to the front of people's feeds. So that's kind of the hack to making sure that people are going to watch your stories, but also retain throughout them is that you're being strategic on when you're posting them. So that's why I love to have where there's multiple times a day that I'm posting my stories and also being really intentional on what I'm posting on stories, like not necessarily just posting to post, but really bringing people into your day, giving like quick mini trainings, um, all of those different elements to bring people into the more behind the scenes personal part because it is less curated. So you don't have to have fancy tools and spend a ton of time editing your stories to really get the most out of them strategically. I oh my love gosh. this. And I, I've actually noticed exactly what you're saying. In my brain, I personally hate it when somebody's stories are there's so many that like the top little area mm-hmm. is, like becomes dots instead of lines that shows how many totally um however i do notice exactly what you said the more i story even if it's like past my personal comfort zone my story views totally. almost always go up and i'm just like people sit here and watch yeah. this i'm just like, mind blown <laughs> every time um, and what i've heard also is making sure, I mean, you kind of said this throughout the day, but making sure especially you're storing like morning, afternoon, and evening. So that way your stories mm-hmm. never run out. And so that there's always something up there 24 hours for people to click on and see something, totally. which I think also helps. Um, and I had another thought and I completely just lost it, but y'all can just talk. I'll come back <laughs> to it. <laughs> I love it. I think it's it's so fun, at least for me, it should, you know, taking the pressure off of stories of, you know, it has to be perfect. It has to be professional. It has to be edited just right. It has to have the perfect story arch, like, you know, or the perfect educational content. Like stories is kind of, for me, at least personally, a free for all space where I just invite people into my life. Like this is, Mm -hmm. you know, what I'm doing this morning. Here's a helpful tip that, you know, somebody just DM'd me about this and I realized other people might have a question. So let me just answer this on my stories really fast or whatever. And I think with probably, I'm assuming this goes for any video content, but the more we get into our head, the more we basically like tie ropes around our hands and feet where we don't feel like we can't move because it has to be 
perfect or we have to post exactly Mm -hmm. at this time of day. But giving, at least for me, giving myself flexibility to know my strategy, know what I'm moving towards, but also to give myself the freedom to have fun with it because people can sense the difference between obligation and fun. And it really does make all the difference in the content that you're creating. Absolutely. I think when it comes to video confidence and what is like holding a lot of people back is it's actually you, like you're holding yourself back because you're in your head thinking, what are people going to think? What if I sound like this? What if no one watches? What if they care? Like, what if I look a mess? And those are all internal things. Those are things that we're putting upon ourselves. So when you kind of like push past that and think of like, how can I actually serve and connect with my audience better? That's when your video strategy and showing up on video becomes so much easier. I even know with one of my my clients, her strategy, she was using like real crazy filters with butterflies and freckles and hearts and stars and everything. And I told her, I was like, maybe let's like tone it down with the filter. Maybe let's try one a little bit more simple. Like, you know, like really, let's just try it. And she's like, no, I need my butterflies. <laughs> I need them. <laughs> and I was like, just try it. And she said she tried it. And the first day she did it, people were literally DMing her saying like, oh my gosh, I just love seeing your face and just seeing you show up. And so I think that kind of story shows the beauty of just like showing up as you are is really going to build that deeper connection with your audience. Oh my gosh. Mm. Amen. Also, I love your, you being like a best friend. That's like, mm, like maybe like not. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe tone it down with the butterflies a little bit. <laughs> also, it's true, but maybe, maybe not today. <laughs> yeah. Also, I remember what I was going to say. Something that's helped me personally is the first story of the day. I, there's just like a little hack. I try to make it my face. I'm, I try to make it mm, yes. me talking to the camera. Um, And sometimes I forget and sometimes I mess up because sometimes like if I'm sharing a tag of something that someone tagged me and it's it's like a graphic or it's a picture or Mm -hmm. something like someone shared our podcast and I share that, that often I find doesn't make the day's story views as well. Because if if something, Mm -hmm. if someone's viewing your story for the first time in the morning and it's your face and it's engaging and it's telling a story or it's bringing you along on their day, I think I've, I've noticed that my story views go up because I'm starting the day with my face. I'm starting talking to the camera. So that's just what I wanted to say real, you're real hook, fast there. You're hooking them <laughs> from that. the yeah, beginning. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Natasha, I want to get a little technical with IGTV for a second. Um, so my question, I, it's two parts. One, how long should they... Well, you kind of actually already answered this. So maybe we can ignore that part. Because um, you said <laughs> roughly around like five minutes is the sweet spot for IGTV. I guess my... I've heard this a little bit and I want to know your thoughts how important is like the first three to 10 seconds of an IGTV? And I ask that because if you post an IGTV to your feed, I think I'm pretty sure it's around 10 to 12 seconds that if you're looking at it on someone's feed, it'll go 10 seconds before it gives you the button option to actually watch the full video over on like IGTV, right? Yes, absolutely. And that's why you do want to be very strategic with it. So first of all, with IGTV, we always need to share it to our feed. Let's make a pact. Always do that because literally I was looking back in time because IGTV is officially actually two years old this summer. Um, So I went back in time at my first IGTV video, cringe. It was cute, (laughs) but cringe. (laughs) And I got like maybe a hundred views, which was like amazing to me at that time. And now I get over a thousand 
10,000 views on my video. And that's because you have to be strategic with all of those different elements to draw people in with video. Um, just like you have like your first line in your captions be really engaging. It's the same thing with IGTV, even stories. You don't want to say happy Friday. Welcome to today's video. Hi, I'm so-and-so like get right to the point of why people should watch your video and what they're going to get out of watching that video essentially within those first 10 seconds, like you mentioned. So talking to their pain points, their problems, what you're solving, or literally saying, these are the three tips I'm going to share and let's get right into it. So I think having those first few seconds be really strategic, really helps with getting your video out there more and getting more views and retention on your video. And that actual same tip applies to the title of your IGTV video. Because in those first three words of your title, you don't want it to be filler words that is maybe just like how to something. Like you want it to be like directly to the point. Um, an example of this is I did I did a tutorial showing how to do slides on your live streams on IGTV. So instinctively, I was like, okay, I'll do how to do Instagram live stream slides. But instead, I shifted that to say IG slides. Um, it's actually easier than you think. So you're obviously a lot more inclined to listen to that latter version of that title because it has those key words on exactly what it's about. So I find that when you have that title optimized and that first 10 seconds, it really draws your viewers in. So they're more likely to save, share, engage, comment, and all of those things. Okay, I'm that's genius about the title thing, but also I, now I'm going to have to go watch that because I want to know how to do slides on live because I don't know. <laughs> It is honestly such a game changer. I'll share it. Like imagine it visually. You can bring up your phones to kind of visualize it. But what you'll pretty much do is when you're live streaming on Instagram, you can go in and actually grab any photos or videos from your camera roll and play them on the live stream. So it'll make the little video of you a little bit smaller in the corner. So you could literally do kind of like a presentation or a training style because you can literally tap slide to slide and visually show. So this is a great thing for beginners because you can kind of see what you're talking about, stay on track. Um, but it's great because you can show videos, you can show photos. I even think of like photographers. That would be great for like showing off new, um, you know, new clients and the end edited images and showing some videos from behind the scenes. Like you could really get creative with that feature, but literally just go live. And in the bottom right-hand corner, you'll see that little camera roll icon. And then you can grab anything from your camera roll. And it is like mind-blowing how many DMs you'll get on how you did it. People will think you're magical. My okay. jaw is on the ground. I, I, My I, jaw, like, I, I don't have I don't have one. <laughs> We're speechless. I'm, I have my phone pulled up and I'm like looking through like all of this and like trying to find everything and like... I just, I, I'm, you're brilliant. Natasha, you are brilliant. <laughs> this is fantastic. <laughs> I wish we could do screen shares on the podcast, right? <laughs> oh my, you can literally teach with presentation. <laughs> what? Yeah, literally with a presentation style. It is amazing. Okay. I'm sure. I just, I just have to say, Natasha, like you, I, I feel like I just want to be best of friends after this because you're one of those people where, you are just so inspiring and like encouraging in the best way of like, like I'm sitting here and don't know like a good chunk of the things you're talking about. And I'm like, am, I feel empowered to go do it instead of like discouraged because there's so much that I don't do yet or whatever. So I'm officially mm -hmm. on air uh, claiming you as my new life 
uh, Instagram bestie. So that's (laughs) that. (laughs) Thank you. Honestly, that means so much because like, I understand what it feels like. Like when I first started my business, like I was like, who am I to show up on stories or on video as a 21 year old? Like people are going to think I'm a fraud. People are going to know, think I don't know what I'm talking about. So I feel like that's why I'm like so passionate about making videos so accessible because it can be a really fun way to grow your business. And I feel like it makes you almost more confident. So I'm so glad that you've gathered that so far. Heck. And we can be besties. Yes. Instagram okay. besties for sure. <laughs> yeah, also, I want to... Can I just like slither in like a little snake and join the Instagram bestie <laughs> train? Of course. <laughs> this is going to be a new little like gang squad hanging out. I love, I love it. it. Who thinks the legal part of running a biz is scary and expensive? Well, my friend, it doesn't have to be. Introducing the Contract Vault, which provides all access to reliable contract templates specific to the creative entrepreneur industry. On top of the contracts, you get access to the members-only Facebook group where Andrea Sager, the founder, teaches live every single month all about the legal stuff. Whether you've made $100, $1,000, $10,000, or a million dollars, you are still responsible for all the legal stuff, just like Fortune 500 companies are. You ain't exempt, honey. <laughs> the problem is that most of us entrepreneurs aren't lawyers, so the whole legal side of things can be crazy confusing. But the Contract Vault aims to arm you with all the legal knowledge in order to steer clear of those cease and desist letters and yucky lawsuits. All that messy stuff that you do not want to deal with. So sign up now at thecontractvault.com and use the promo code HEARTANDHUSTLE for 20% off to get your hands on more than 80 contract templates and the legal knowledge you need to crush it in your business. Okay. Well, Natasha, for anyone who is listening to this and maybe does feel whether excited and empowered, but not sure where to start or just plain overwhelmed, do you have any beginning tips, tricks, or ideas for any entrepreneur or business owner listening to this, just starting out and wanting to begin to use and implement video in their business? Absolutely. I think the first thing is think of what you can already repurpose. Um, One great idea is with your website, repurpose some of those pages that are in your navigation bar, like do an about video, do a services video, do a video maybe talking about a blog post that you've created. Think about the content that you already have that can kind of be given new life in video form because I feel like we're often kind of rethinking um, new content ideas all the time and getting on that hamster wheel of content, content, content when actually if we kind of step off it and look, we probably have a lot of content that would be really great in video form. And it feels completely different and people consume things completely different in video form. Um, I think the biggest thing with video is you really have to practice when it comes to stories, you know, timing your stories just right. When it comes to video editing, figuring out how to edit, what tools you like. Um, I could give you tons of video tool recommendations, which I can definitely do. Um, But you really have to try them yourself. Um, one of my favorites to recommend is InShot. It's available on Android and iOS. And it's a really great beginner tool because it has really robust features like transitions, text, filtering, all of those different types of things. But it's also really easy because you can literally pull out your phone and edit a video in just a few minutes. Um, 
And I think just keeping your layout pretty simple when it comes to filming. Um, my go-to tools is I have this little phone stand that I literally bring around my apartment everywhere, to, whether I'm doing stories, whether I'm filming videos, whether I'm going live. And I think having something to stand your phone up is very great. I've been guilty of just propping it on my water bottle, putting it in a mug, an empty mug, of course, all those types of things I've definitely been guilty of. But I think when you have a tripod and it really helps you just be hands-free when you're filming your stories, your IGTV lives, all those types of things. And just overall for good video quality, make sure you're using the back of your camera when you can um, and wiping it off for smudges. You'd be so surprised how smudgy our phones get. And that's a really big difference maker when it comes to the quality of your videos. And just having good lighting and audio quality. Um, don't film somewhere where it's too echoey. There's too much background noise. The smaller rooms with carpet and more furniture in them really work well. And I love just like windows for natural light. I have ring lights that I use occasionally, but I feel like just natural light from a window is just really looks great. Um, but those are just some beginner tips. You don't have to have anything really fancy. You don't have to spend a lot of money to really get started when it comes to video. Oh my gosh. I love everything. I love everything that you just said. I have a question that isn't on the notes, but I've been thinking about it as we've been talking. So I'm going rogue here. But <laughs> we've talked about almost the balance between... I know earlier in, in the chat, you talked about how people love the mundane. Like people think that we have to have this like super flashy, like, oh, I have to go on a trip to Italy in order to story. Like, no, you can story your laundry. At, you can talk as you're folding your laundry or something like super mundane yeah. like that. So I feel like there's a almost a balance between showing like showing up real raw and being mundane, but at, almost at the same time, keeping engagement and trying to almost strategically strategize a way to have viewers and like watch IGTVs and like making sure you have a hook. I feel like there's almost like this, this like butting head battle between being real and not caring while also showing up and being strategic to try to hook people. Do you have thoughts on like how to balance that, if that makes sense? Yes. And I think that's such a good point. I think especially as like vulnerability is kind of like a, a, a kind of air quote with trend um, on Instagram. And I think it's important to use it, like always going to it that you are a business representing yourself on Instagram. I always think of it that way. Um, so I know content pillars or content categories is something that a lot of Instagram educators talk about. And it's something that I really think is important. And it's just getting clear on what are those categories and main parts you want to be talking about your Instagram. And this applies to video. So I always think of like, who is my follower? What, who's my ideal client? What do they like? What are they interested in? All of those different types of things. And then you're going to tie that back into your video strategy. Because even with stories, for example, there's some personal things that I love to share on my stories. Like I love to share what I'm reading, what books I'm reading has nothing to do with Instagram. I love sharing my plant children. People love that. Um, <laughs> all those different types of things that are very much a part of me and it builds connection. But I'm strategically thinking like this is actually what people care about because that's how clear I am on my ideal audience. And I think that also ties into vulnerability. I'm very vulnerable on my Instagram. I like to talk about things that I'm insecure about, things that I'm struggling about, things that when I'm having a bad day, when I'm not feeling well, when I have migraines, all these different types of things. But I always think it's important when you're talking about things that might feel a little bit more negative and, and kind of just a little bit deeper than the surface level things we often see on Instagram. You want to be sure that there's kind of a takeaway. There's a lesson. There's a 
something that your followers can take from viewing and consuming that content. And I think that's overarchingly how I like to go about all those things. And I, I like to think of like, is this in my content pillars? Does this make sense? Does this seem random to post? And making sure that's also in balance with, am I being vulnerable? How am I actually offering something of value to people? I'm not just ranting or venting or all the, or doing it just to do it. I'm actually doing it with a purpose. So I think with all of those different things, that really comes back to videos, just being purposeful with your videos too, um, while also just having fun with them and kind of opening up too. Oh, I love that. Natasha, you are just getting me so amped on life in general right now. I'm like ready to go repurpose all this content for video usage. <laughs> but I I would love to kind of like pivot just a tiny little bit for anyone who's listening to this and feels like, okay, cool, great. I should show up on video. That's awesome. I hear all these tools and strategies, but I just am terrified of putting my face in front of the camera. So can we talk about being confident on video? Because so many people struggle with that fear of the camera, fear of showing up. Do you have any advice for that person or ways to combat this? Yes, absolutely. And I think the top tip, the most annoying tip is practice. Yes. You absolutely have to practice. And I always say that, you know, you don't come out of the womb holding your phone, doing Instagram stories. Like that's not how it goes. <laughs> it feels weird to talk to a device and think that there's other people on the other side. It's not normal. So you have to give yourself grace with knowing that you have to start small, start with stories, do 15 seconds every day, then start with your first IGTV video and just keep it under two minutes long. Like have it just be a pretty short video and then do your first live with someone, then do a Q and a, you know, really make it where you're breaking everything down and just practicing and mastering each part besides just like diving into the deep end. And then obviously being super intimidating and scary. Um, and I think having a plan is always really helpful. So jotting down what those content ideas are, how you want to show up and putting them into your content calendar, putting them into your calendar. So you actually are implementing them and using them. Um, another thing that I really like to do is like, let's say you're wanting to maybe you're like, okay, I get stories, but I want to do IGTV or something else is film an IGTV video and then don't post it. Like don't have the intentions of posting it, but instead share it with your colleagues, with your friends, with your family, and just say, Hey, I did my first video. I would love your opinion. And then just get feedback on it. You did your first video. So yay. And then just get feedbacks. So like maybe they're like, Oh, you could edit it differently. Or I loved your energy here. And kind of just gaining feedback and just practicing and practicing your art. And another thing that I absolutely love when it comes to IGTV, is to have a hype up routine. Um, and this can look different for everyone. This could mean dancing, which I know you both are very fond of. I love <laughs> dancing, listening to music, having fun, like getting your energy up. Um, and then I think it also could look like maybe like meditating and breathing and calming down for a little bit. It could mean calling a friend and saying, Hey, I'm about to film a video. Like what's really great about me? Like, what should I say? All these different types of things, like little ways to really get you excited about video and making it fun, I think seems really simple, but it can make it where it's kind of a routine. And, and the more you do that, where every time you film a video, you're doing a little dance party and then you film, it's kind of like hyping you up automatically. because It's like a little routine that you're creating within your video process. Mm. I love all of that. Oh man. The one thing I'll add that I think goes right along with it that I usually tell people is 
I think we get intimidated when we go on stories or go on IGTV or even go live because we we view it as like, oh my gosh, the entire world is watching me. And so you freeze up. And I think of it, even though it is on the internet and even though you're, you are maybe potentially talking to multiple people, I try to look at it like you're FaceTiming your best friend because ultimately you're, you're talking to the camera the exact same way as you would FaceTime your best friend or your mom or your boyfriend or whoever. It's very, like just treating it in that mindset, I, help, I think makes it a lot more casual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's important to also, uh, you know, a lot of people that I talk to are really intimidated and typically have people in the back of their minds that have said negative things to them before that have judged them in the past that, you know, whatever. And they're, they're thinking of that person when they're creating content and or when they're posting that content. And I think it's so important to get those toxic people out of your brain and either replace them with someone who's always positive and encouraging in your life or just plain like half the time when I'm posting a story I don't even necessarily like I'm like talking to like an imaginary person like I'm not thinking of an actual person in real life who's going to watch my stories I'm just it's typically like my client avatar like the dream person that I'm trying to talk to is like this imaginary character that I'm talking to on my phone that sounds really weird now that I say it out loud like that (laughs) (laughs) but I think it's important to stop worrying about any specific person's feedback And either pick the most supportive person in your life and like imagine that you're talking to them, like Lindsay was saying, or have this this mental picture of this dream customer, dream client, and be talk talk directly to them where they're imaginary, they're not actually gonna give you feedback. But I think that's important to like smack those negative talkers out of your head when you're filming and or posting, because that will hold you back more than literally anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's so powerful. And I think it also can be strategic. Instead of like going on stories and saying like, hey, you guys, like you're actually saying, hey, like you, like you're talking to one yes. person. So people yeah. feel more special too. It builds a deeper connection. And I, I love how you touched on kind of getting those negative voices out of your head. Um, and I think that also comes down to one thing that my mentor had always told me is that you're you're an expert if you know more than someone else. So always kind of going back to that is like every Everyone has their own skills. They have something that makes them unique. They have something that they have to offer. And just falling back on that, even if you feel like you're completely inexperienced and you don't have anything to offer. I know one thing that I kind of pushed out of my memory because, you know, high school things is I actually used to do a like TV show for sports. And oh my gosh, the videos are so bad. I was like <laughs> anxious, high schooly mess. I mean, you know how we're in high school, like we're a mess. And so going on video and doing those types of things was absolutely horrifying. And I could go in my head and think, oh my gosh, I sucked at it then. I'm still probably not going to be great at it. But instead I thought, I'm like, actually, I've been on a camera before. So me talking on my phone actually isn't that bad because it's something I have skills at. So I think Mm -hmm. you can always kind of shift those things related to your mindset. It's thinking like, how could this actually have been a skill or something that I've developed that I can actually apply to video to make me feel amazing and confident when I go to do it? Mm. Love that. So good. Natasha, are there any specific, like, I guess, specifics that we should know about on the technical side of using video or like just strategy side of using video on Instagram, like hashtags, how important are hashtags on IGTV videos, for example? Is it the same as a post video Um, or equipment? You kind of talked about equipment, like a tripod um, or captions. I know 
you can, unless you post it to your feed and IGTV video caption, you have to like click the arrow at the top. Like how important is that? Or even for stories, the, the Instagram engagement tools, like the question boxes or the polls, like how important is all of those like little technical nitty gritty things? Yes, super important. So one of the biggest things with IGTV that I think people don't think about enough is two things. So first of all, with IGTV, you get unlimited clickable URLs in the description or the captions of your IGTV videos. So that means even if you have under under 10,000 followers, even if you have over 10,000 followers, you can put as many call to actions and links to get people off of Instagram as you'd like. Because when people access it from your IGTV channel, it's a clickable link. So they will go directly to whatever you're linking. And that also ties into when it comes to IGTV, even if you have under 10,000 followers, you can directly link for a swipe up to your IGTV channel. If you go into your stories and you look at all the tools at the top and you see two links, you'll be able to directly link to any IGTV video that you have on your channel. So using those combined, I think is really where you can get strategic about your IGTV content. When in doubt, I always put my freebie to build my newsletter when it comes to my IGTV video. I always tie it back into that and always add a link. So I think it's a really simple thing that you can do. If you go and look, you can literally steal any of the call to actions I use in my IGTV videos. I literally either say like, you know, link in bio to check out my free toolbox related to the tools that I mentioned in this video, or click this link directly, and then I directly link it. So that's a great way to get traffic strategically on IGTV. I think it's something that people don't think about enough. Um, when it comes to hashtags on IGTV, so I've been using it since it was incepted. I, I definitely think hashtags are really important when it comes to captions. But one thing is I haven't realized if they work the same with IGTV. And from my personal experience, I think they help you rank on the explore page. Um, I actually don't use hashtags in any of my IGTV videos and they still perform just as well. Because if you go and look under hashtags, if you look under the top hashtags, which is like our goal with using hashtags, none of them have IGTV videos, but they're only under recent, which is where everybody's posts go. But I do think that having your IGTV video on your feed is really what's going to make you show up on the explore page. And one thing with the explore page, no matter what type of video you're using, whether you're using stories, whether you're using feed videos, whether you're using IGTV, is it shows up four times larger than just static photos do. So it's a great way to grab the attention of people and get them over to your content. Um, so that's just one thing to think with hashtags. I don't think they're as important, but your goal is really to get on the explore page over like ringing for a hashtag necessarily. But I think when it comes to stories, always think of it as a two-way street. You're having a conversation with someone. So instead of just saying, oh my gosh, I got a new plant, I'll say, oh my gosh, I got a new plant. How do you like the location I put it in? And I'll add a little slidey poll or I'll add a question poll. Um, one thing is with the question pool is get really creative with it. Instead of using this yes or no, maybe use emojis. Maybe use, give people two distinctive different options. Um, and I love the DM me sticker. I think that's a great call to action to get like a one-on-one -on -one conversation with warm leads, people that might be interested in your services or working with you. Um, but using stickers, I think like every other story should essentially have some type of sticker. So people have a reason to be a part of that conversation 
or where you're just talking about something on stories that people will actually engage with and have a conversation with. Because I think when you kind of invite that and you think about your audience and you're talking to them and using all the tips that we've talked about, that's when you're going to get tons of DMs, which is like the power of Instagram stories. That's how you really boost the algorithm. That's how you really get to connect with those people so then they can eventually you know, invest in your business. Brilliant. Wow. All right. Okay, wait. I I have a baby, just technical question based on what you said. When you said, uh, which is so true that IGTV, it doesn't matter if you have 10K followers or not, you can click a link when you're viewing the caption in IGTV. I have a question though. When you're sharing an IGTV to your feed and you drop the link, if they're viewing it on your feed and reading the caption on your feed, they obviously can't click it because Instagram is stupid. So yeah. is, there <laughs> any str- is there any way that you phrase it so that, because I've struggled with this where I wanted to put a link in an IGTV caption, but then almost phrasing it. So it's like, okay, go, go to IGTV, click the arrow at the top. Like it just feels like totally, an- yeah. <laughs> annoying to direct them there. Cause it's, you want it to make it super easy and simple. And I feel like that yeah. process, like low key, isn't simple. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Is there a way that you combat that? Yeah. So I think the key for me is making them kind of two separate lines. So making sure we're having that line break in the caption. And the first line is I always say like link in bio, because that's what people are most accustomed to. If they're reading a caption, like they're most likely going to, you know, think of link in bio. Um, But then I like to say, or tap the description. If you're watching on the IGTV channel to directly go to this link. So I like to kind of like give them both options. So they don't necessarily get really confused and they can't actually take the action because that's you're so right with that. You want to be sure that you're reaching people no matter what part of Instagram you're on. And if they don't even know that, clickable links are possible because they haven't been over to an IGTV video. Perfect. Oof. Okay, thanks for clearing that up. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay's like, thank you. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Natasha, if someone wanted to start really utilizing video on Instagram more for their business, but they maybe are listening to this and they're like, I don't even know what to make videos about. I know we've kind of touched on this a, a tiny little bit like here and there sprinkled throughout this episode, but could you maybe drop or some knowledge or give our listeners some general content ideas that could work for the majority of industries? Like, I don't even know. Just, yeah, that that's the solid question. <laughs> yeah. So my three favorite video ideas to recommend, and I think these work really well for IGTV, but they can really be adopted to work on any types of video on Instagram. But I think the first one is going to be a business card video. So this is going to be a video introducing you, your story, what you do, and essentially who you serve. Because even if you've been on Instagram for a while, you've probably attracted new followers that maybe like know what you do, but they don't completely know what you do. It's kind of like having an about highlight. Um, So that's why you can literally use this with stories. So you can do it on stories and save it on an about highlight so people can always reference it. Or it can be something that lives on your IGTV channel. So it's really easy to share um, with people. Um, So that's one of my favorite really simple video ideas you can do. 
Um, another one is a Q&A or frequently asked questions type of video. So thinking back to what are the questions you're getting really often from your clients, from your followers, in your DMs, maybe in Facebook groups. I think Facebook groups are a great place to get market research on your ideal clients. Um, and just think of what are those questions. You can do one video on a bunch of questions. You can do a series on IGTV answering a bunch of different types of questions. But I think Q&As are always really engaging because you're literally answering what people want to hear. And I think we've talked about this before, but I love behind the scenes, specifically day in the lifestyle videos. People love those. And I think they're really engaging and it's a really kind of structured way to give people an idea of what your day looks like and what the behind the scenes of your business really is. But I think those three videos are great ones to start with. And the great part is, is you can kind of reuse that cycle too. So like maybe you tell about your story and how you started your business in your first business card video, but then maybe you want to do like a fun rapid fire, fun facts video in the next one. Or maybe if you talk about one frequently asked question, maybe you do a and a where you grab questions from your stories. So I think those are like three really general video ideas that can kind of be reused in a lot of different ways. Ooh. Okay. Well, if y'all didn't have ideas already, <laughs> now you do. That dropped, dropped, dropped like a <laughs> basket full of ideas and inspiration. Oh my gosh. And that, you're right. That literally applies to any industry you are in. Yeah. Like, yep. perfect. All right, Natasha, as we're close to wrapping up, we ask this question to all of our guests. It's kind of a big question. So just maybe mentally prepare yourself. <laughs> our question is, what <laughs> is... Ready. Okay, great. What is the biggest lesson you have learned in business? I feel like the biggest one that's kind of feeling very... Something that I'm really experiencing recently has been rest. That's been my word for 2020, ironically enough. And I think especially as entrepreneurs, it's so easy to get into the these bad habits of burnout and adrenal fatigue, all things that I've experienced in my own way. And I think to create a sustainable business where you can continue to serve into people and really find happiness and fulfillment that you have to rest, you have to recharge. And so I've really found that that's been my biggest lesson is to prioritize that even if it's in my day to day, like for example, today after I love podcast interviews, but I might need to recharge my tank afterwards and take a little bit of a longer lunch break and those different types of things. Or being like, how can I actually take a full vacation off where I'm not on Instagram, I'm not on social media, even though that's what I love. That's literally what I do as my business. So I think rest has just been my biggest lesson that I think every business owner can really implement in their lives. So good. (laughs) So, so good. I think it's so important too to realize, you know, rest isn't a luxury. It's, It's vital to success. It's not you know, a lazy Mm -hmm. thing. It's actually one of the most productive things that you can do as a business owner. So I cannot agree with that more. (laughs) Um, Natasha, for anyone who is as obsessed with you as we are now, where can everyone find you, learn from you, grow with you, laugh with you, whatever? Watch watch your IGTVs to learn. (laughs) Yes, this has been so fun. I'm glad we were able to cover all these tips. I can't wait for everyone to like make all their videos and go live. Yes. Um, but you can connect with me at Soul Studio Marketing on Instagram. It's S-O-L. Um, and that's where I hang out on video, on stories, all the type of things. I would love to chat with you in DMs. Um, and then I also have my own podcast, The Shine Online Show. Um, and that's where you can tune in and hear more about my podcast. Ugh. Yes. 
heck freaking oh yes, Natasha. Thank you so much for just giving so much encouragement and inspiration and tools and strategies today. This has been such a freaking fun show. And I'm so excited to see how people begin to implement this and create bomb video content and reach their ideal client even more through IGTVs and lives and stories and all of that good stuff. So thank you for being here today. Yeah, thank you so much for just giving us your time. Yes, thank you.